Yeah. You got a, a Christmas time uh, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Uh, which is great. Yeah, but it, I mean, it just seems like it, it's just the green and the red. <laughs> but they've zeroed in on the fact that like flavor doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that that's true. But like literally, this is just like we're gonna give everybody less <laughs> and put like some different packaging Funny. on it and then sell it for the holidays. They get me every time. They get me for the for the Fourth of July. They get me for Valentine's Day and all that stuff. I'm just like, look, it's a variation on the norm. You have to get it. And there's no difference in taste, there's no difference no in whatever. It's literally difference. just the packaging. That's it. And that's, you know, that's capitalism, baby. I mean, Valentine's <laughs> Day, they give you all red. Just get the fuck out of here. Thing, I, I mean, brilliant. Christmas, absurd. Like, this is a Christmas episode. We're going to talk about Christmas. But, Yay. like, I just think about how absurd it is that there's, like, uh, like over 20, 50, 100 different brands of, of water. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That's that's where we're at. Okay. okay. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Let's do this. Cue some jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> Once you change your philosophy, you change your thought pattern. Once you change your thought pattern, you change your your attitude. Once you change your attitude, it changes your behavior pattern, and then you go on into some action. Hey, <laughs> I just I messed up our own podcast title. This is an episode of Everyone Sucks Here with your host Brian and Jerome. Hey, and um, you know it's it's uh it's Christmas time, and you know we thought here at the pod that we were going to be increasing our productivity <laughs> as we went in the winter, and okay. turns out you no, know, that was a lie. We don't want to do more. We want to do less, actually. So it's been like maybe three weeks since our last episode, which is cool because after this one, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, all of our fans, ravenous, <laughs> ravenous for content. Yeah, man. Our 10, our 10 friends are going to be a little disappointed. That's <laughs> I'm sure. But since it's the holidays, we decided to go out with a bang and give you a little Christmas episode. But we're not, you know, we're not going to get too serious about it. We're actually just going to talk about a Christmas movie that we watched earlier this week. Yeah. But, but first, we can, uh, I guess, depress everybody by talking about the state of the world for like uh, 15 minutes. Sure. <laughs> so. catch, catch me the fuck up because uh, you know I'm checked out. Well, um, we are still in the dark winter of COVID here in Pittsburgh. Cases are pretty much like almost over 100 a day, it seems like. I think the highest one... Maybe it was like over 500 in one day. Wow. Yeah, we're like running out of ICU beds. A friend of mine who's a nurse and a chaplain at a local hospital is, is telling me that like like 33% of the staff there has COVID Ooh. and that like they got like the priests like running food to people and shit like that and they're out of ICU beds and that nurses are sick and yeah, it's, it's bad. They're getting into some weird like triage type decisions, you know? Like, who gets to work? Who gets to, like... Because they're sending, like... At this point, they're sending people who are infected with COVID. Like, sure. like with masks and stuff. Just to do, you know, basic Whoa. utility function around the hospital. To keep it, like, running. Like, that's how short staff they're getting. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. And globally, it's still a mess. And the United States is still number one, baby. Number we are still one. number one. With the COVID disaster clusterfuck. Uh, wow. I, think it's, I think we're about, like, a thousand... Uh, and some change a day in terms of deaths and then multiple thousands a day uh, in terms of um, new cases. Yeah, it was as of yesterday, it was 
147,000 new cases. <clears throat> <clears throat> Woo! Uh, are we? Oh boy. <laughs> are we? This is this is dark thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when this is all not, not over, because I guess it will never end. But let's say like two years from now, yeah, people vaccine yeah. around or whatever, whatever. Are we gonna look around and are we going to see the like a loss of people, a different like outside of like my grandma's dead, yeah. so now she's gone. Like, are we gonna see? The impact of like thousands and thousands of lives no longer being here. I don't know how to answer that. In terms of like uh, impact on like loss of labor to the economy, like yeah, we're gonna feel that, and that's gonna affect us in ways. But we might not connect it to the deaths of COVID. You know, really? we might not just like we might not even associate it with like oh yeah, three hundred and something thousand Americans are dead, and that means it's that many people out of the labor force or whatever, and like that's mm. why. We can't get things, you know, sure. same with like things that we're importing from other countries where they're dealing with this in the kind of like the same way. So like that impact is yet to be felt. But in terms of like, I don't know, man, is it going to be like the leftovers where we just Ooh, like, we, you know, we look around and it's just like one. <laughs> we remember the yeah. shows. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Like yeah. one out of every 25 people, you know, is just gone. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they, I do know that they, they're rolling out the vaccine. They're giving it to um, the lucky few first, I guess. It seems like it's going to frontline workers. I was going to say, yeah. 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 Uh, like in the hospitals in particular. But another worth mentioning in the kind of fucked up way is uh, one of the designated classes of people to get this vaccine first. Oh, yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah. in the finance industry. People who don't have to go into the office to work and can do well, all even, that useless shit that they do. Well, even uh, uh, I happen to see half of a title of, of an article. Yeah, good. This is good. <laughs> this is progress, though. <laughs> at least you're looking at where the articles are. <laughs> right, but it's talking about how there was a... Oh, there was a hospital that was striking because they were giving the vaccines first to, like, the heads of the hospitals who mm. don't even go into the hospital instead of giving it to the people who are on the front lines first. Mm-hmm. That's fucking extremely bonkers. fucked up yeah it's crazy and um obviously the the cultural uh and intellectual swamp that is the united states is already like propping out the uh don't take this vaccine man the microchips are in there sort of like narratives uh i saw on twitter recently someone just like retweeted a video of a nurse feigning after getting the vaccine mm. And, like, this could be attributed to a great many of things. Anemia. Anemia. Uh, she like, just, she was fucking tired mm-hmm. from working all day. She was nervous because she had to give a press statement, like, immediately after getting a vaccine. Or, yeah, or it, she doesn't like needles. Some nurses that exist that, shit, that don't right. like needles, right? But everybody was tweeting it like, oh, look what the vaccine does to you, blah, blah, blah. I've seen uh, people talk about uh, giving you stroke-like symptoms. Oh, really? Like, like paralysis? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, mm. and then uh, somebody who's, like, works in that stuff, whatever, was like... The amount of people who experience that is still equal to the amount of people who are experiencing it before COVID. Dang. Like the percentage of people who will get that are just yeah. the percentage of people who were that like that kind of thing would have happened to them regardless. Oh shit. So it's like a accelerant kind of like trauma disease. That like if you already had these like the possibilities for these sort of like chronic symptoms. It's a, not saying that it's accelerating it, but the just the ratio of the, the number of people that it's going to happen to. Oh, okay. Yeah. It stays the same. Mm, that's a bummer. Are you going to get a vaccine? Probably. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't. I don't care. Uh, Provided that it doesn't cost like the equivalent of like you know 
three months mortgage or whatever, I'll get it. Uh, I know Allegheny Healthcare better pay for that shit. State Healthcare. True. I, I think it'll probably be distributed for free, but I don't know when that section, like that portion of the lucky population gets out. If it's anything like lifeboats and the Titanic, like <laughs> during this, like, only, during this entire quarantine and everything, I've only gotten one single antibodies test. And that was like when I was just getting STI tests anyways, I just went ahead and like added it to the menu. So I made it the entire time without needing a COVID test. Oh, so lucky you, you know, like I can probably wait a little bit down the line till worrying about the vaccine isn't a thing. I can yeah. just say like, yeah, let me just go schedule it and just go grab that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like my lifestyle enough is, is small. I've gotten two tests, both been negative and yeah. I mean, I don't see a lot of people and when I am out, where there are a lot of people, I got a mask on. I'm mm-hmm. pretty adamant about that. And mm-hmm. I try I try not to be a dick about it, but I do try to like consciously avoid people that don't have masks on. The only time I'll make it like obvious, like, hey, you're fucking bothering me, is if I try to talk to someone that doesn't have a mask on and they like lean in <laughs> and stuff like that, which you know, they're kinda of prone to do. So I'll just like maybe like aggressively like reassert my mask <laughs> at its level and then like take a couple steps back i mean it's just like it still boggles my mind that no one just wants to do this to be nice to oh, everybody else i saw i saw in walmart <laughs> in one state there was like i don't know a protest through the walmart people oh, no, just oh yeah, yeah they came yeah, through yeah, yeah. with, with <laughs> flags yeah. and like, we're here to liberate you uh-huh. yeah, i think that was libertarian flag in florida mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think we all know how Florida is doing. Oh, you mean where my mom went to go visit my brother who, who had COVID? Yeah, who had COVID. <laughs> yeah. My brother got married yesterday. Uh, oh, I, yeah, congratulations to my brother. Uh, I did not go um, because it was in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, no. Yep. And it was with a large So portion. they're getting like ghost corona? Whew, like, that yeah. Shit, it's, it's haunted. <laughs> it is, man. It's like in the fabric of Bourbon Street at oh this point. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. It's like in, into the streets. And it was like the the wedding was majority attended by people who, uh, Cajun folk. Yeah, they don't want to hear that, and they don't want to wear masks. They just want to dance and eat chicken, like uh, suck the heads off some crawdads. <laughs> yeah, suck the heads off some crawdads. Get some gumbo. I don't know. I'm just making some assumptions, but I do know they're right leaning and probably against that kind of stuff. So, mazel tov to my brother. Sorry we couldn't make it. My sister also didn't make it. I don't think anybody from my dad's side of the family up north traveled. It's mm. just you know not worth it. Like me personally, as did much they as, get the Yankee frights? Is that what that is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, our, our southern my southern family is just calling us all. Like selfish and like dicks and all that kind of okay. shit, which is like really fucked up. You guys whatever. don't care about fame. Yeah, you don't care about Mark and his happiness. And like, and I'm just like, dude, if I get COVID, like COVID, COVID, and I have to go to the hospital, like that's it. I'm bankrupt, and then I can't work. And here's then- the thing: even if I get COVID and like I get over it, mm-hmm. but then. Lingering effects are yep. like, <laughs> I can't run as fast anymore, yep. or I can't actually smell or taste as well anymore. I won't enjoy that either. Yeah. So even the fact that COVID is not a death sentence, I don't want those side effects. I don't want, I don't want either. any of that I shit. don't want like a tear on my heart ventricles or, or stress on any of my, Why? my major Why? Just organs? because in your heterosexual <laughs> life, you needed to proclaim your love to like fucking God and cut. I don't care. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Marriages care. are dumb. Neither you know, you dumb to begin <laughs> you with. You shouldn't so. have even gotten married. This is an anti-marriage. Marriage podcast. Right. The fact that you're asking me in a pandemic, it's just like, yo, yeah. broadcast it on Zoom and maybe I'll I'll log in. Which they didn't do. So I sent my brother a text, let him know. You know, mazel tov. That's all <laughs> right. it is. Bon yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, good for you. Uh, uh hey, it's pivoting a little yeah. bit. 
Tell, tell us about old Booty Judy. He's the transportation man. You were worried about somebody else before. Booty Judy. Oh, yeah. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at you with the recall. We now know for sure that Rahm Emanuel <laughs> will not be part of Joe Biden's cabinet. I mean, I only woke up at 530 one morning, couldn't get back to sleep. And I was on Snapchat news just looking at like Pete Buttigieg give his, you know, little address uh, and talking about. Yeah, I used to work all up trains and stuff, and now I'm not the only person in what house likes trains. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate him so much. I missed all that. Yeah, apparently everybody was, you know, yelled loud enough about the possibility of pointing Rahm Emanuel to uh, transportation. Perhaps, perhaps all this yelling is turning Biden left. Yeah, yeah, maybe you guys pushed him left. Good job. (laughs) Wow. So now we get a uh, a fucking rat rat man that was constructed in a CIA lab to spoil the elections for Bernie Sanders. He's not real? <laughs> nah, dude. Like, that guy That guy is, like, super shady, like, military intelligence, CIA analyst mm. background. Like, he was in Somalia, Afghanistan. I mean, this is all old news now, but it'll be revisited. And, like, he didn't run on anything transportation-specific. <laughs> like, that wasn't part of his platform. This is literally just like a, hey, you helped me kneecap Bernie. Here you go, buddy. You did it. You fell in line when Obama gave you the call. Right, right, you know? right. And now right. here's this fucking job that's basically like impossible to fuck up if you're just like a, a, a camera savvy bureaucrat type like Pete Buttigieg is. So, yeah, good for him. Great. Also, I hear that the, uh, Michelle Flournoy, the potential pick for Secretary of Defense, mm. um, has also been pushed aside maybe in, in consideration for someone else. I forget his name, but he is a former board member of Raytheon, uh, which is, you know, one of those... Sure, defense mental, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think they just went from a woman to a black guy, but it's still defense industry right. guy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it's all the same. You know, he's just, like, shifting it around to see, like, which one, like, the like the liberal base goes... <gasps> and, like, you know, if that's the case, if that's the reaction, then great job. We did then, it. Then that's what, they, that, that's what it is. Then uh, politics is now a gaspometer. Pretty much. It's like applause. <laughs> it's it's applause like literally meter. American Idol. We just ship this person out. They all have the exact same background. And it's like, can you sing? <laughs> and if they can't, then no. we'll move them on. What are going to be your deciding factors? Honestly, honestly, if we made the election system a little bit more like American Idol, do you not think Americans would fucking dial in? Yeah. Everyone would be on the phone. They have had the hard job of whittling down the talent up to this point, but now America is going to join in the fun. Fuck having to be 18 to vote. Everybody gets a vote. That's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. You should have, like, kids' votes should count as, like, half. Kids' votes should count as half. <laughs> you know? Kids vote for yeah. free. Kids vote for free. <laughs> like, they should count as half. Like, you add two kids together to form one vote. Uh, you know, because, like, some of this shit impacts oh, that them might, for sure. That might not, what about these, like, 19 family... You know, nineteen kid families. Oh man, you're already yeah, you're already us. seeing down the line and the arguments <laughs> against this shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else new in the world? Oh, the Trump coup. That won, by the way. Still happening? We've clearly won. Yeah, I mean, he's still screaming about it, but it's becoming less and less likely. Almost 74 million votes. So but we'll, he's just collect, stacking money. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, well, yeah, I don't know what he's doing in terms of money. He might be pretty nervous, maybe. I don't really think that they're going to arrest him, but I think he thinks they're going to arrest him. What so, do I keep hearing about these, like, pre-pardons and these, like, you know... Oh, yeah, he's going buck wild with that. He's trying to pardon all of his children, like, just in case of that investigation, like, that happens and then like he's just pardoning but does like, it stick is it like tag where he can just go to you and just be like pardon and pardon 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 yeah i think so the thing about a pardon is that it doesn't it doesn't um absolve you of guilt from the crime it just absolves you of the punishment 
Fuck. Yeah. Like, you still are technically guilty of whatever you're being pardoned for. You just, you know, they're just like, yo, you did your time, you are punished enough, and it's over. On, so, on Dizzy Samaro, they said that you should have to at least say what you're being if you're getting a pardon you at least have to say what yeah you, you should you should you have to do like a, the pardon, you should but. have to do like a walk of shame mm-hmm. with like it like a painted on a barrel that you have to wear in the nude like with the suspenders and shit. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah a like, barrel or like a sandwich board yeah yeah exactly like you should have to do that like there should be like a serious damage to your like personal reputation right since cancel doesn't even work anyway so yeah i mean as well. yeah yeah it doesn't i don't know but it is kind of funny that like like all of his allies, like Trump's allies, have just like are realizing that this is a lost cause and just abandoning Even Turtle him. Man, right? Well, Turtle Man switching it up. Uh, William Barr, who's the Attorney General that I, I mentioned last time, and you're looking at me like, who the fuck is that? Mm. <laughs> like, but I assure you, I talked about him in the last episode. Whoa. He resigned. He's just like, I'm done. The timing of this is certainly strange. Like this is over. Like go fuck yourself. I'll- was oh, is he one of the guys that you said is going to get like he's going to use this on his resume? Yeah, 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 for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, he. He's probably just going to coast into whatever next Republican administration like emerges or maybe I imagine during the four, first four years of Biden, he'll get a job like somewhere either in the defense industry or for some like conservative think tank. Mm. Uh, and he'll just develop policy and wait until the next opportunity or job comes up. And it is kind of funny also that like all of those judges that Trump appointed to the Supreme Court, mm. uh, Gorsuch and uh, Kavanaugh. And who's the most recent one? The Amy Coney Barrett lady. Mm. They were like all of the like the Texas lawsuit to appeal the election and like all the other ones that went to the Supreme Court. They were just like, nope, 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 nope. The Supreme Court slamming the door on the president Friday night. And so like the, the ruling class is just like, we're done with you, man. Like you've served your purpose. We got you. You know, we got you to sign the things we needed you to sign. You did the things that you needed to do. You were a fucking dick about it and you whined the entire time. But like it's over. Pack it up and go home, Donnie. And that's it. And that's how that guy's presidency is going to end. With the exception of the lasting effects of his now Mm. (laughs) severely agitated and mobilized base, which we're going to have to be enduring forever. Gosh. So, like, our, like, you know, in this... In this pre-Fallout world of ours, yeah, our, dude. our factions being like set up now, yeah. like the the Proud Boys are going to be like no joke, know, the we, rail yard. And someone shit. put it like this: We now have four political parties in the United States, even though it's only represented by two. Mm. So the Republican Party is technically split into two, where it's like the Mitt Romney side of the party where it's like we're the clean cut conservatives we don't swear we don't curse like we just go to church and, mm-hmm. and pay our taxes uh, and then there's like the fucking white nationalist like MAGA side mm-hmm. of it that mm-hmm. embodied by Trump and all of the all of his protégés and ideological like minions and shit like that okay. and then on the Democrat side there's like the Mitt Romney side of the Democrats which is like we're friends with the corporate America we don't think finance is bad we're blah 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 and then uh, or you know more like Obama and really Obama and Mitt Romney are actually kind of like two sides of the same coin. But like that side of the Democrat camp. And then there's like the the squad, like Bernie Sanders, like we're progressive, like Democrats. Sure. Who are are being pushed more to the left, just like the Trump people are being pushed more to the right. Oh, yeah. And those divides are only going to get bigger until like that fake four-party split turns into a real four-party split. And then Mm. it'll probably keep fracturing from there. I can't wait for that. That's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I am exciting about that. I can't wait till America divides. There's there's enough graphic novels about this and stuff, and I think it's time to just split this shit up and let everybody get a little bit of what they want. Why are we still trying to fight for unification? Fuck that. Yeah, man. Pangea split up. My, my idea world. is just like, fuck the United States. Like, give the fucking indigenous their land back. Let's fucking return the shit we stole from Mexico. Let's return Hawaii to, like, the native Hawaiians. And, like, let's just make a 20 smaller little countries out of this shit. 
Like, oh, okay, okay. You we know what I mean? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, do it like that. Like, bring back the fucking Lakota Nation. Like, bring back the Navajo Nation. They're now sovereign territories and not, like, weird little colonies inside this place. Yeah. Like, give the fucking black diaspora, like, a, you know. Georgia. A Democrat. Yeah, Georgia. Give them <laughs> fucking Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, and Alabama. Like, and Mississippi. Like, all of it. Kick all the white people out. Uh-huh. They get it. Like, you got all the white people just move to Minnesota. Like, you're going to like it better up there anyway. Just trust me. Like, go. Where do, what about all the, um... The retirees in Florida who still want like warmth and stuff, where do they go? I don't know, Virginia. Like with <laughs> with global warming, that shit is just like who cares? Ooh. You know what I mean? You can just go camp out in Maryland and be fine. Damn, <laughs> damn, the dry lands of Maryland in the future. Uh-huh. The Chesapeake Water Bay. You know, it'll just be like the Riviera at some point. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're gonna move on to something fun, I guess, and yeah. we're gonna talk about the movie uh, Jingle All the Way. Ooh, woo! You guys, I don't know if anyone really remembers this movie, but I assure you, it's it fun. A, it's a Christmas classic. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna order a pizza, and then oh, we're gonna we're point. gonna talk about this movie. Yeah. They call me back, no Santa. I make my runs about to break a day. Jingle All the Way. It, it, this movie came out in 1996. All right. I was in sixth grade living in Virginia. I must have been in fifth grade then mm. living in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was directed by Brian Levant, who no one is going to know until I tell you he also directed the movie Beethoven. Mm, okay. Big lovable dog. Like one, two, that's it? And out? Nah, just one. No, I mean, like, is that it for movies? Oh, no, he's done some other stuff, but I don't, I, you know, who cares? Okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing of real relevance. I think maybe Snow Dogs was another, his, like, last major motion picture. Wait, who's the dad in Beethoven? Was that also Phil Hartman? No, no, it oh. wasn't. It was just another normal, like, white bread, white <laughs> okay. guy kind of sure. looking dude. <laughs> Phil Hartman vibes, but not Phil Hartman. He just can easily replace anybody in a movie. If no one plays him satirically, just like right. Phil Hartman, though. All right, anyway, so Jingle All the Way stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Sinbad. Yeah. As well as, we just mentioned, Phil Hartman. And a young, I think his name's Jake Lloyd, who we best know as playing little kid Anakin Skywalker from (laughs) The Phantom Menace. This movie came out before Phantom Menace, so this must have been like... You know, the movie that people were like, yeah, I think this kid could do This it. kid could make it. <laughs> He's yeah. got the rage. And he did kind of have the rage. Like, he was always, you know, he was yelling at his dad. You could see the echoes of Anakin. The dark side is strong with him already. Mm-hmm. So, Jingle All the Way is a, uh, a somewhat satirical movie about consumerism and just, like, last-minute shopping and what a nightmare that is mm-hmm. in, in the United States. I mean, is it that way because... You choose to see it that way, or yeah. Like, you, well, hey, like, was man, there intention? What am I gonna say? <laughs> all all art is an empty vessel. Like you, you project your own interpretations onto it, and then we all take our subjective meaning from it. Like right, uh, right, so, right. this is this is our class analysis of, totally. of Jingle All the Way. Okay, there um, we go. yeah. So the movie starts out with, and this is like a common theme for '90s movies with with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a workaholic, mm-hmm. distant father, distant husband type, mm-hmm. like Jim Carrey, liar liar, like that whole thing. So you he care, starts. You care more. 
more about your job than me. Uh huh. Yeah. He's on the phone. He's like handling one call after another. Yeah. His secretary is like trying to motion to him, like, "Hey, you're supposed to leave for your son's Remember, thing. Remember your family." And then he's just like, "Yeah, give me a half an hour." And she's mm-hmm. like, "You said that a half an hour ago." So like setting up already broken promises, yeah. already sort of like absentee father. Commitment to his kids is not a high priority for no. him. So he's originally supposed to go to uh, his son's like belt ceremony for karate mm-hmm. right and he misses it right which is another funny thing i think i commented on this when we were watching it he goes running into the school <laughs> like clearly an hour after this event had mm-hmm. gone like wouldn't he you know not taking any cues this is a stupid movie trope <laughs> but like not taking any cues that like oh all the, the parking lot's empty mm-hmm. <laughs> like the lights are off <laughs> like yeah. whatever uh you know he just goes oh i missed it and then he goes back and you know his son is not talking to him. He's, he's watching mm. the TV. His wife's uh, all pissed. His son is doing a lot of Caucasian behavior, yes. slamming doors, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> talking back and stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. As well as as well as uh, projecting all of his hopes onto a commodity. Also Caucasian behavior. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in a bid to win his son's heart, you know, his, and his his son is really like, really kind of just expressing like. This thing, like, you promise stuff and then you don't deliver. Like, that's what's really I mean, this me. kid, it was on this kid's soul. Because, yeah. like, the, the, the monologue that he gave, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, I was just like, I kept on thinking, I was like, yo, at that age, would I be able to speak so eloquently about this? Like, you keep promising and you just blah, blah, blah. But, like, maybe, probably, right? Kid had a really, I mean, and we will see this later in the film, but a kid had a pretty firm grip on morality. Yes, he did. Yeah. He was, like, pretty, yeah, he was a he was an old soul. Yeah, so notwithstanding a little commodity fetishism, because Arnold Schwarzenegger ask him what's the one thing I can do mm-hmm. that'll make this all better uh, what's the one special toy that I can get you if there's something really important you've been wanting for Christmas the fucking dads using like material goods mm-hmm. to make up for stuff with their kids hi mm-hmm. this guy right here knows Again, all about that point going right over his head like what your kid wants is you to be there I to want hang you out to be with at my stuff. I want you yeah. to hang out with me and like share these special life moments mm-hmm. and he's just like I will get you the thing you want most and then we see that capitalist programming come in in this pretty great scene for, for Jake <laughs> Lloyd in terms of acting, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all know what it, what it was like in the, in the sure. Star Wars prequels. He's not... Oh, yeah. he, Marlon Brando, he is not. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he immediately completely and perfectly recites the Turbo Man commercial. I want the Turbo In this universe, Turbo Man is like the number one superhero guy. Meanwhile, um, ask him his multiplication tables. Probably yeah, can't tell sure. you fucking those, but <laughs> yeah. But every single line from that commercial, mm-hmm. you know, including like the uh, batteries not included, accessories sold separately, batteries not included. He can recite perfectly. Mm-hmm. So turns out Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, supposed to buy this gift for his son way earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> and he Weeks promised, ago, he his, promised wife. his wife that he would do that mm-hmm. and there's this moment before they're going to go to bed where this is another characteristic of this like workaholic like deadbeat dad where they just lie to everybody in their family mm-hmm. his wife goes did you get that gift and he's like yeah I got the toy <laughs> and then goes to sleep and then there's this moment where the camera like zooms in on real fast and his eyes are wide up and he's mm-hmm. like I fucking just lied the doll. and I gotta go get this toy first thing tomorrow yes. yeah, which yes. is like Christmas Eve too so so in this place where he works in a place where he has an assistant mm-hmm. who, you know, for all intents and purposes, yes, it's company theft or t- of time yeah. or whatever, but send but your assistant out. Send your assistant yeah. out to go grab the fucking toy. It would have cost him 10 seconds to like say like, hey, Turbo Man, can you go grab this? And that could have been done and fucking wrapped up. But this guy, 
can't manage his fucking life. So can't he lies it. to everybody to try and cover up, and he's just covering up lies with lies. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's like kind of the whole MO for these kind of like white guy dads in these movies. So this movie is a uh, post-Tickle Me Elmo film. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's very much addressing, like... Do you think there's anybody listening to this that has no idea what that's about? I mean, maybe, like, if we have any Zoomer listeners, they might not remember, but people from our age are gonna remember Tickle yeah. Me Elmo, at least in name. Right. And I didn't own that toy. It wasn't on my Christmas list. I was too old for it, but yeah. I had friends who had siblings and things like that, and that's all I fucking And we about. all remember the phenomena yeah. of, like... People like resorting to desperate measures to get this fucking toy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think this is what this film was kind of commenting on. So Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up outside of a toy story in Minneapolis, is where the movie takes place. And he is immediately, you know, met with a crowd waiting outside of the toy store. For and this the is the first instance that we see uh, people of color. 15 minutes in the 15 movie. 15 minutes in the movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fail. But anyway, so the first person to color that we will meet is. Sinbad, who yeah. is playing a guy named Myron. He is a postal worker, and he is also trying to buy a Turbo Man doll for his son at the last minute. Mm-hmm. But he has a reason, which is a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. substantial than Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Right. Uh, namely, that's the high demand of labor for postal workers at the times of the holidays. Oh, yeah. So Sinbad's character in this movie sort of functions as, like, the voice of working class anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to play this clip um, where he, the, his, like, this is like his introductory rant. You know it's all a ploy, don't you? A ploy. Man, where have you been? Don't you watch TV? We are being set up by rich and powerful toy cartels. Oh, come on. No, you got these big fat cats sit there using working class tips like me and you. They spend billions of dollars on TV advertisement, and then they sit there and use subliminal messages to suck your children's minds out. And then they sit there and make a kid feel like garbage if you, the father who's working 24-7, delivering mail so you can make an alimony payment to a woman that slept with everybody at the post office but me! You can hear, like, biting class consciousness in his words. Right. Um, but since this is also, like, a major Hollywood film and, and cultural hegemony is very much at play here, in his own rant, he also plants the seeds mm-hmm. to doubt his authority or knowledge on these subjects, actually. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's the equivalent of somebody giving a speech and then being like, yeah, in this QAnon blog I read. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Some big principal rant is like, yeah, I saw this YouTube video, man. Do you ever watch this channel? Like, InfoWars is really on that kind of shit. <laughs> right. I think he's, you know, he's a postal worker, one, which is playing up this another 90s trope mm-hmm. of like postal workers being overworked and like ready to snap at any point. You know what I like to do? I like to walk up in that office, grab one of those guys, and just chuck him, chuck him. Uh, and when we were watching that movie, I, I, I was telling you about like, this was like the long seated like plan to like defraud, defund, and like defame the postal service and get yeah. it to be privatized. Is like this, this image of like the postal worker that's ready to Go postal. Damn, and we like, should have. We've been should have been like taking care of our postal seriously, workers. Seriously, yeah, we should have been doing it. But we've been. I mean, you know, this is a propaganda decades in the works, mm-hmm. right? So that, and then he mentioned something about like I know about this stuff because I went to two years of junior college, and I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a semester. So already right there, shitting on lower class options. For and he, he he's a psych major. At yeah, yeah, and as a psych major, so he knows <laughs> this shit. I know what's going on. So all the insufferable tropes you can think of, and it's all packed in, sort of like undermining his revolution message so doors open turbo man you know the whole mob goes in it's very black friday scene-esque like everybody's running all over top of each other i think there's a scene where the employee at the toy store gets like trampled he's got like the foot treads Mm -hmm. all over his face so he's running through this toy store can't find it 
can't find it. He goes and he asks the people, and I think it's Dr. Spachemin from, <laughs> from uh, 30 Rock. Right. But he laughs in Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Nobody's getting turbo man. Oh, not only does he laugh, but he laughs. He turns to one guy, yeah. and that guy turns to the other guy. <laughs> these, these guys are looking for a turbo man? A gentleman, though, <laughs> yes. And then the whole store is eventually laughing at Arnold Schwarzenegger. This idiot who thought that he might be able to score a turbo. Yeah, game. you fucking dummy. And they're like, you can get Booster, like the sidekick. <laughs> and he's like, nobody likes Booster. Uh, <laughs> when, okay, so so I, I was thinking about this during the movie, but I didn't bring it up or whatever. Okay. Uh, when the doors opened up and everybody came running in, it just reminded me of they've been training us for, for this since like the Nickelodeon Super Toy runs. Mm, oh my God. Dude. Yeah. I am Doug Berry from Chapin, Illinois, and I'm on this year's Super Toy Run. When you just like, you, they just open the door and let you run in with a fucking yeah. car and just grab whatever the Scramble for resources. Yeah. Just do it, man. Get My used God. to it. Wow. So the next is like a little montage of Arnold Schwarzenegger driving from toy store to toy store, getting laughed at, going to pay phones to, you know, call for more toys. And all that Yo, he shit. was making time because like, if, it, if I'm to believe this was all in one day yeah. across like a city, <laughs> man was booking. Dude, he checked like, he checked, like six different stores in right. like, under two hours. With pretty no Google Maps. <laughs> with with yep. not being able to call the store or, 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 or any of that shit. Yeah, not being able to just look something up online to see if it's in stock. Uh, oh, man, the days before smartphones. You know, what a life. So eventually they move into this like little second segment where he uh, goes to the mall, I think it is. Well, not before before that. He gets pulled over. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's way before. We already, yeah. we already missed the window. <laughs> I'm talking about this. Yeah, just to backtrack, there is a moment where he's rushing to his kid's karate thing where he gets pulled over by a cop as he's like driving on the shoulder of the road yeah um and and this cop is like a reoccurring character like he keeps running into him uh and the cop you know he's just this like racist looking white guy mm-hmm. <laughs> who like who like uh just doesn't give a fuck about any of arnold schwarzenegger's problems whatsoever the last thing that i want on my conscience right now is for a private citizen to somehow be disappointed in the performance of my duty yeah he probably fucking hates him because he's an immigrant yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably so. <laughs> even though, even though he's got a German accent. Oh, what is? Did we just ignore this forever? Yeah. Nobody. Fuck that. That's some. Very, that's some like Clark Kent with his curly hair. We're not supposed to believe that Superman yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. address his accent. Yeah. No one ever says anything about. Hey, where are you from? But anyway, like whatever. That's movie magic for you, I guess, right. folks. All right. So now this cop is in the mix, and he he'll just periodically show up as sort of like a, a means of breaking the action in the. He's plot. like a comedic yeah. plot. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing real. But Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to a mall where he meets a really kind of grody Bad Santa, Mall Santa type with a, a, I mean, this was like before the movie Bad Santa. So you know what? I think Bad Santa (laughs) should owe the screenwriters to Jing all the way a little cast because that dynamic, I don't even think it was the same elf. Now that I'm thinking about it. Wow. Well, I mean, little people in Hollywood probably get in the same roles forever. This is true. So yeah, that stands to reason. It's the same one. I'm pretty sure it is. But whatever. <laughs> also not going to look that up. Anyway, so they take him to this like essentially like a black market kind of site. Uh, and the class analysis of this is like this is the embodiment of like the lumpen proletariat, which Marx qualifies as like this sort of like working class force that's not directly connected to a legitimate workforce that's owned by the, the bourgeoisie. Like they have their own thing. So, so like, criminals. They, that's a real fucking convoluted yes it is but we're it's our vocabulary <laughs> word uh for this episode is lump and proletariat okay ding right. ding ding it's basically organized crime right oh and, okay and, yeah like and that's that. how it kind of functions in america too that's like a characteristic that the lump and proletariat take on here it's like mm. organized crime fits that role mm-hmm. they're a workforce that's not connected to the legitimate workforce oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right Love okay it. so 
we get in there and the whole thing is like Santa outfit. <laughs> you know, they're all bad Santas. There's a bunch of no- the elves running around. There's a bunch of like Mrs. Clauses, like mm-hmm. counting the money, like doing that role, except they're not like, you know, thongs are naked or anything like that. So we're to believe that these people have like a, a main line and to get in like any toy you want, or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Anything you want. So that's where, that's why Arnold ends up at this place. Yeah. So they end up in there and it's like, they do the whole spiel with like organized crime, like the lump and proletariat in the United States, how it's traditionally sort of represented which is like they have this sort of Robin Hood mission where it's like we're here for the kids dude. Man. For every little boy who opens a present Christmas morning and finds clothes. If this were a Disney movie this would be a dance scene. This would be a It would be. It, would it be a really was. They did have a song in it, they right? Did, they did have a yeah. song in it. So they do this big acapella song about how they're here for the children to like make children have like a happy Christmas when their parents fuck up, mm-hmm. which is the ultimate thing. That's the type of people who resort to the black market to like get their problems solved, wow. to like organize crime right. to get the problem solved are the ones who fuck up. People mm. who fuck up. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is sort of like this upper class, like petite bourgeoisie sort of like figure, and he can't get it done through the traditional means, so he has to appeal to the black market. Yeah. And the black market guilts him, but you know it's very obvious that like they're here for the money. Yeah. So yeah. They, they charge him three hundred bucks. For a bootleg Turbo Man, I think it, it speaks Spanish. <laughs> they tried to swindle him. Yeah, they tried know? to swindle yeah. him. Like the head falls off, like right. the packaging falls apart, like, and then like it's this huge fight. Get him! Arnold Schwarzenegger versus a bunch of Santas, which is also really satisfying, but you know we I can't really describe it on the podcast, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, cops show up, and then what does Arnold Schwarzenegger do? He just happens to be standing by this toy bin that had like a fake uh, toy badge. So he grabs the toy badge and he starts yelling at the officers yep. who arrive on scene, who are yet, like about to question him. Yeah. Detective Howard Lang, undercover. I have been working on this case for the last three years, and you guys come barging in here like a bunch of terrorists at a tea party. So once again, who's this dude with the accent, fucking yelling at me for in Minnesota? What? Yeah, handsome. White guy, speak with enough confidence and authority, get Holy yourself out shit. of any situation. And that's what he did. And that's what he did. He walked right out of that sting operation and just went back onto his his hunt for the um, you know Turbo Man, right? My God. So then we we come the to... Grinch. That's the oh that. yeah yeah yeah. There, this is a great moment. Me and Jerome are going to introduce this into the zeitgeist. Uh, the elf when the sting happens goes ah it's the Grinch. It's the Grinch. And they all scatter. So from now on, we're going to call cops the Grinch. That's it. That's it. When Absolutely. you ever see 5 it's not, you know, it's, it's the Grinch. Hey, Watch yo, out for the Grinch, baby. Here's the Grinch, They're going to take Fuck Christmas that. away from me. <laughs> we should probably talk a little bit, and I'll let you talk about it, because you had more feelings on this character, but this side plot with Phil Hartman. Ooh, my God. Uh, woo, Phil Hartman is, like, everybody knows him who knows him as like America's sweetheart. He's mm-hmm. just a nice, I think this is, this might be the only like villainous role that he's played that I'm aware of. I always feel, I feel like he always plays these like, like sort of like shifty, smarmy, yeah. smug characters. Yeah, like it's what he's really good at. But he is, he is presenting as ex- extremely clean oh, 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 perfect dad. It's super on, triggering because he was my dad. <laughs> he was being that dude to, work to every neighbor, mm-hmm. to every coworker that he had. He's smiling, he's laughing, he's got jokes. You know, he's this, he's that and stuff like that. But like, Behind fucking closed doors, dude. Okay, so Phil Hartman spends the whole buildup over the movie, uh, increasingly hitting on Arnold's wife more and more, uh, becoming more brazen about it and stuff like that. At first, it's a little innuendo. He's on the. He keeps on 
ending up at Arnold's house yeah. with Arnold not being there and Arnold being like, yo, why is this man at my house? And he's just like, hey, man, I'm just like eating your wife's cookies and, and blah, blah, he blah, rolls, blah. Arnold rolls up that one time and he's, he's on his roof putting the lights on. He's, you know? He installed the lights at yeah. Arnold's house yeah. because Arnold's not there. Enough. I had some extra lights in the garage and since you didn't put up any yourself, I thought, what the heck? Why not spread a little Christmas cheer around the neighborhood? So he's doing this thing where he's trying to like, hey, bud, I'm just here helping out. Yeah, it's friendly fucking... Christmas stuff, guy. Right. When the whole fucking goal is that he's trying to cuck Arnold. Yeah, that's like, his whole goal. He wants to have sex with Arnold's wife in front of him. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's the whole fucking goal of his, of, of his character in the movie. And it's nuts. Because yeah. like, that's some shit that my dad would do. <laughs> that's and that's, totally that's the shit. trajectory, right? Because when we're, we meet Phil Hartman, he is at the karate thing, like filming it. Uh, even though I, right. I don't even think his kid was doing the karate now that I where think about was it. his kid in the thing? I don't know I don't think he was doing the karate so, so yeah and they're trying to introduce that like Phil Harmon's is perfect bachelor guy. that He's all the, these women yeah. that's another thing about it is that all these women were clearly hitting on yep. him Ted I baked you some cookies thank you for fixing my screen door well thanks Judy Ted I was wondering if you'd mind taking a look at my porch light and you being such a handyman. Sure, I've got just the tool for the job. And he's just like, yeah, cool. Anyways, this chick that's mm-hmm. married, I want I gotta this. cuck this lady. Yes. I gotta I, I gotta cuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like that's the thing is like he's presented as his like perfect foil to Arnold. Yeah. But he's actually like really a beta. Like he's got like a whole bunch of insecurities. Like they reveal through exposition that his wife left him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got this like he's got that white guy rage. He like burns himself on a toaster oh, or something yeah. and like yells at his kid, like yep. really like mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you just like as the movie goes on, you're like, Oh, this guy sucks, this guy sucks, he's not as good as Arnold, like, even though Arnold is like clearly a negligent father right. and like negligent husband, he's not a creep like Phil Hartman. <laughs> exactly, right? that's the, right. that's the moral of that little story <laughs> sideline. So we get to uh, halfway point. This is like um, Arnold's, you know, it's into the second act. But he's failed acquiring Turbo Man. He's pretty much all out of options, and he ends up at this like. Uh, 1950s like retro style diner called Mickey's or whatever. I don't know if it's a real one in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but it might be. So this is this is the point where because because everything's going bad, so I was just like, yo, if this is a magic negro moment, yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. And it almost is. It almost is. I don't know how intentional it is. There's like a clever little like misdirection there. Arnold Schwarzer goes into the into the uh, the diner, and who is there but Myron Sinbad's character? Well, well, first you see yeah, an old, old black person. Yeah, old black He's the only person in the shot. And I'm like motherfucker, but he doesn't have a single speaking line in the thing. So no, no. We no. skip past that, and then we look behind Arnold, and then there's Sinbad. Sinbad sitting in a booth, and they come up and they, they start swapping stories. Right? Any luck in finding that doll? No. Me neither. So this is this is the moment where again where Sinbad sort of like revolutionary sort of like content is sort of again defanged and mm-hmm. and like you know dismissed a little bit because he comes in and he starts talking about like oh yeah fuck this system like making us run around like assholes trying to get this stupid toy mm-hmm. and then he relates this story uh, in the present happening now to him of this story from his childhood, mm-hmm. right? Where there was another like big hot toy that he wanted to get when he was a kid. So then he goes into the whole commercial. He recites mm-hmm. it just the way like his child did from the mm-hmm. very beginning, every little action. And he goes through and names this sword and this gun and all that shit. Uh, and then he talks about how a friend of his ended up getting the toy 
and he didn't. And that friend ended up becoming a billionaire. Right. And he's just a postal worker. Which causes Arnold Schwarzenegger to have anxiety about the future of his own son. He, there's a moment where he looks at Sinbad and he sees Jake Lloyd's head on mm-hmm. his little post office hat. And he's like, oh my God, if I don't get this this toy for my son, he's going to end up a fucking gross, dirty, de- degenerate, lower class, yeah. like proletarian. Oh. And it's like at that point where they really like are solidifying like Turbo Man is like status. Like mm. it is wealth. Like Turbo Man is the symbol of, mm-hmm. of ascension in American society. Like oh, if you yeah. can get it for your kids, you're good. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, so they're sitting there and another little clever misdirect to the mystical Negro trope. Uh, <laughs> there's a voice that comes over the radio mm. who's like, Turbo Man, we got one or whatever. Say you've been looking everywhere for a Turbo Man doll. And Arnold Schwarzenegger looks at the guy from the diner he's like, what did you just say? And the diner's like, <laughs> he just shakes his head he's like not me and he points to the radio and then the radio goes on and like there's a contest where you can like win a turbo man yo that whole scene was nuts that was that nuts. whole scene could not happen yeah. so, in 2020 so Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger both rush for the phone at the same time and they have a little fight like Arnold Schwarzenegger bashes him in the head with the phone mm-hmm. and then Sinbad rips it out of the wall uh, which means they have to actually run out of the diner to the radio station. Which, of course, physically. on the way to that, uh, Arnold, like, doesn't he knock over the cop's car? Yeah, there's some other, like, yeah. collision with the cop or whatever. Right. It, it's kind of dumb. So they get to the radio station, and they run in, and they, like, corner the DJ, and all sorts of other names, like, all the reindeer, whatever he was supposed to do. Can't you dash a dancer, bronzer, vixen, comic cube with Donna Blitz? Did it win? Oh, oh yes, no, it's I'm not that simple! And the DJ's like, it doesn't work like that! I only have a gift certificate. And Arnold's like, this isn't good enough. And like, then the cops show up because, you know, Arnold just ran into the other cop, like that cop from the earlier in the film and, you know, break up the action a little bit more. And then there's this pretty hilarious moment where Sinbad pulls out a package and like threatens that it's a bomb. This master track star is a homemade explosive device. Mm. Uh, and then like they all fall for it and until it like falls on the ground and it's revealed that it's a music box. And then it happens again. <laughs> and like the, the cop who was there the first time was like, I'm not falling for this shit. I spent 10 years on the bomb squad. <laughs> and he picks it up and it was a bomb. And when this happened, me and Jerome were like, whoa, six <laughs> dead cops. Because <laughs> the way they make it seem is like, you see Arnold down from the street and mm-hmm. you hear an explosion. You're Boom. just like, what the fuck? Oh, that's why I have down here written weak terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out what my notes of weak terrorist. Oh, because whoever the terrorist was that made the bomb, it was weak as fuck. Yeah. Because it blew up like a like a little dynamite cake thing and like made his face all Yeah, it was literally like stuff. some Looney Tune shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like a real bomb would have been like shrapnel and shit. There should have been like one that up. one that you fucking hear and see from the street. Right. Yeah, you, like those dudes would have been puddles. <laughs> Uh, but they weren't. And then, and then Sinbad would have really, they yeah. would have taken a turn for his oh, yeah. character oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. just domestic terrorism charges, cops. murder. <laughs> six cops. First degree murder of six cops. Oh, yeah. That's Over a toy. Over a toy, yeah. So, and then there's this funny moment. He, Sinbad also hears the explosion and is like, oh, that was a bomb? <laughs> sick world we're living in. Sick world. It's a sick world we're living in. Sick. Right. Just keeps going, and they're like, like didn't this even the... check, didn't even check, didn't even, just go back, didn't even go back to check if the cops are all right. Just kept going on his mission. This is a PG movie, by the way. Holy shit, <laughs> like, this is cool. Uh, so then the story progresses a little bit more, and Arnold Schwarzenegger finds his way to the parade, the, the Christmas Day parade, the oh, yeah. Christmas Eve parade, the one that he was. He this is another thing. He promised his kid he was going to be. At he that has show. an argument with his kid, and again, the, the story is trying to tell you something here. Every conversation he has with this kid uh his kid was like you promised that you were going to come to this 
parade with me and mom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, he's not telling him, obviously, I'm out looking for your fucking toy because that would, one, reveal that he lied to his wife. And then two, also, you know, ruin the surprise of Christmas or whatever. So he's just like, I'm busy. And he yells at his son and his son yells back at him and they go to the parade and, you know, blah. Phil Hartman Hartman drives them to the parade. Phil Hartman drives them to the parade. And then that storyline is resolved by him trying to hit on on Schwarzenegger's wife. Yeah. To which he sees it, I think, Mm -hmm. but only up to a certain point. Right. Uh, And then, you know, runs. But long story short, Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up on the float dressed as Turbo Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is where I'm going to get metaphorical, right? Mm-hmm. This is the analogy mm-hmm. part of the film. <laughs> so, Arnold Schwarzenegger, by becoming Turbo Man, right. has sort of, like, come to embody what Turbo Man represented. And, like, while in the context of a toy, it's, like, status. It's, like, class privilege, blah, blah, blah. So, by embodying all that, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger has essentially become capitalism, right? Damn. By putting on that suit himself. Yeah. And it's revealed pretty quickly that the suit is accurate. So like, it, it's got all advanced. the actual powers Stupid that Turbo advanced. Man has. Yeah. This is just for a dude on a float, right? But he's got a working <laughs> jetpack and, like, infinite boomerangs that he Meanwhile, launches out of his wrist. the military has none of that technology. Yeah, none of that shit in 1996. Or does it? <laughs> or does it? But anyway, uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is on this float. And he's like, there's this moment where he's like, ooh, yeah, I could get used to this. Because everyone's just like, Turbo Man, yay! And he sees his son. And wouldn't you know it, the float has this competition where it's like, you get to give away the Turbo Man doll. Like the special edition Turbo Man doll that he's been hunting for this whole time. To the lucky kid of your choosing. So Arnold Schwarzenegger picks his son. He's like, Jamie! And then the kid's like, he knows my name! More brilliant acting by the kid. He knows my name! Yeah, it's so, what a delivery. Jake Lloyd, wherever you are, you are underrated. <laughs> you should you should have been in more movies. And they should absolutely give you a raise at the grocery store. You're it really should, man. You, you know, you've been hustling. You've been bagging that shit like... Bag boy, nay. Bag man. <laughs> oh, man, this is kind of classist. Anyway. Uh, we love, and we love... We, we support love essential workers. Yeah, hell yeah. Essential workers make the world work. That's right. Bam. But not cops. Not cops. You're not, not a part of this. Stop taking workers. selfies. Yeah, Stop taking selfies here. in you front guys, of the You guys are trying to keep everybody from getting the Turbo Man doll. No, no one likes you. Right? Yeah, anyway. So... The, the whole thing goes, and like me and Jerome are watching this the entire time. I'm like, what? just take off your fucking visor and show that you're, <laughs> you're, you're his you know, dad. He really fucking wastes the yeah, last, wastes it. last, He last hams time. it up like he is Turbo Man for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And this leads just enough time, just enough delay for Myron to reenter the scene, <laughs> right? And Myron has knocked out the actor that is playing Dementor, I think. Sure. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Turbo Man's bad guy, right? He's like this brain mad scientist dude. Uh, and he zip lines down onto the float. And confronts uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, give me that fucking toy. Give me the doll and nobody gets hurt. (laughs) And Arnold's like, no. He puts it in Jamie's backpack and Jamie goes running. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad fight. And then Sinbad, like, he he hit him with like a a rocket fist. Ta-ta, turtle man. Also, extremely advanced costume. My for, God. For and it comes right back into place beautifully. <laughs> yeah. So he, he knocks he knocks Arnold Schwarzenegger out with a rocket fist, and then he kidnaps Jamie and, like, somehow gets to the top of a building, like, maybe five minutes later, right? He's yeah, this kid takes the toy and starts running as if he's, like, genuinely feared for his life. Yeah. Up to the top of a building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About to die over this dumb toy. So then Arnold Schwarzenegger kicks on his rocket jetpack. 
which mm-hmm. like okay, cool, and, and it's like a real jetpack, which he like, figures out. Like he does master the it span of like you know thirty seconds. He somehow does not die when he launches himself up to like the stratosphere, like the cruising level for planes, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then falls back down mm-hmm. only to like get it caught up in the last second. Like, he's not throwing up. There's no, like, G-Force effects or anything right. happening. He's like, he gets it figured out. And then he finally, he fights with, uh, with, um... Sinbad. Ma- yeah, Sinbad and, and, and Dementor, and he knocks him out. And then the police officers that have been chasing him the entire time, they all fucking pull their guns on Sinbad, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that tale. So then, then, finally, after all of that, mm-hmm. including, like, barely saving his son from <laughs> dying, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, lifts up his visor and he's like, It's me. I am your father. Dad? Howard? Right here. Howard? And he's like, oh, my dad's Turbo Man. Like, this is great. This is amazing. And he gives him the toy. And then, uh, what's Sinbad say? Oh, so, so, so like the little kid is watching Sinbad being carted away by the cops for yeah. for uh, kidnapping and <laughs> potentially for, you know, bomb threats and shit like that. He's just like, damn, he was just like, I won't even be able to see my son for Christmas. Or he was like, all I was trying to do is get this toy for my son or something like that. And then um, the little boy was just like, oh, shit, here. Merry Christmas. You take this. And just gives the kid just gives it to him. To Sinbad. Straight gives it to him. <laughs> and then that's it. And he, because the kid is more excited that, you know, he got to have this fun little mishap adventure with his dad. And that's it. And then like that's like kind of the whole point of the story, right? Is that like true connection with like people that you love doesn't come from just, you know, sh- buying shit for each other and like sharing a commodity with mm. each other. It comes from actual life. Like, Mm. living things with people. Experiencing things with people. Uh, And that's the kind of connection that this kid has been begging for, like, this entire movie. Right. 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 So, do any of the characters learn from this? No. No. Sinbad was right the whole time. Yeah. Arnold... E- Well, what happens in the very last scene? The little gotcha moment at the end of the movie. So, like, his wife comes up to him, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm just so impressed so moved by all the things that you did for our son to get him you know all this spectacular gesture like for christmas right and it makes me wonder like what'd you get me and then the camera like does this quick zoom up to arnold's face it's the mm-hmm. same face that he made when he realized that he you know he just lied about buying this turbo man toy and he realized they didn't buy anything for his wife and then the whole thing ends that's wild that's it and then it's supposed to be a little like haha funny like oh you know you <laughs> forgot your wife dumb old guy but really like the subtext of there in my opinion right is that like with capitalism, you're always going to be stuck in this cycle with new oh, commodities yeah. and this need to like express yourself through purchasing. Get her the Pandora ring, that mm-hmm. the, the, the Tiffany's necklace, that mm-hmm. the whatever. Like I remember when I was a kid seeing these commercials and being like, which one of these things is my dad going to get my mom? Yeah. You know, like yeah. because because, you know, the thing of like, oh, but what about the what? You know about these tropes because you see them on TV and movies. Makes and me think of like the K jeweler commercials mm-hmm. where it's like it's not love unless unless it's a K. Right. You know? Right. Like, if you didn't get it, you you're not, you know, it's not a. a you know, it's not real. You know, and it's, it, it, it really every, is. What's the slogan? Every kiss begins. Every with kiss K. begins with K. Woo. Every kiss begins with K. Yeah, you're not it getting is. any unless you get them some diamonds. It is a little bit gendered or whatever. In that, like, your dad gets a fucking a wrench, a sock, a tie, a this and this and that sort of thing, and it's that it's it's so much of a trope that 
dads just don't even fucking expect when they don't get anything yep. anymore. Yep. So like that's I don't know. That's a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's like your own take, and I appreciate that because I didn't consider that myself either. But really, what I'm I'm, I'm focusing on is, is like this dread in mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger's face to realize that he just fucking fucked up again, and after everything that he went through, he's like he would have to go through that same cycle, right? Oh that God. same fucking like horrible to find out that adventure. his wife loves wicked so now he's got to find up and end up in the wicked play exactly <laughs> and then then that's it and that's the content to jingle all the way and uh for one of those reasons like you don't get i don't know if it's deliberately revolutionary or just sort of like accidentally revolutionary mm. but that content that sort of like anti-capitalist sentiment is in there yeah and that's rare for a christmas movie and that's you know that's why i wanted to watch it and, and talk about it so uh if you guys can't I don't, it's actually not streaming on anything. So I was in Millvale <laughs> with my boyfriend. We were just walking around. And I'm just like, wait, is this a, is this a movie rental yeah, place? What have the to, fuck? You guys, you guys gotta actually rent this one. Yeah, this was like a, a tangible movie rental. It felt kind of nice just to be standing in a store looking around, and being like, what am I going to just take away and then bring back because I don't want it forever? Yeah, it's a little nostalgic. Right? Yeah. We still got to return the DVD too. <laughs> so, but that's it. If you have a video store somewhere in your area, go check out uh, Jingle All the Way. Or if you're fucking internet savvy, you know, pirate it. I don't give a fuck. I liked I liked sort of this whole analysis of of things that weren't specifically intended. Oh yeah. For this type of analysis, but are just as like worthwhile of this. Yeah. And I think man. going forward, that'd be something fun to do. I think so, and I think we're gonna do a little bit more of that. And then when we come back from a little, little another little interlude here. Uh, we're going to tell you about what Everyone Sucks Here has in store for you for 2021. Woo! Yeah, but yeah. Go check out that movie. Shout out Arnold. Shout out Sinbad. Shout you know, out Sinbad always. Fucking man. That dude stole the show. And, you know, rest in, rest peace. in peace, Phil Hartman. The God. The God. My God. The cuck right. God. The cuck God. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. That was a movie review. That's how we're ending this season, I guess, of Everyone's Sucks. Hi. Oh, I've been trying to, like, work the idea of a season in from the beginning. He he convinced me. He convinced me, people. I was like, oh, no, winter's going to come around. We're going to do more. We're going to do, like, Patreon-exclusive content where I'm just talking about stuff. And then episodes with Chews just talking about stuff. Buddy, I am taking baths. I am reading books. You know. So what we're actually going to do is take off for four weeks. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you will have this episode to hold you over until sometime in 2021 in which case but we are going to come back that's the thing we are going to come back because we've got a new approach to this to make it more enjoyable for both of us and to maybe hopefully increase that educational content get it out there and bring the masses closer to socialism aka cool world world. yeah yeah remember cool world what a throwback do you remember the day that we were just like jizzing ourselves over cool world in your basement noids do not have sex with doodles it's the oldest law in cool world we were quickly fucking great and now we're just like well i don't know man Whatever. It turns out organizing is hard. <laughs> it turns out this yeah. shit is hard. When you're actually doing this stuff, and we're not even talking about the podcast, <laughs> we're talking about shit that we're doing in real life uh-huh. in our communities. It's a lot of fucking work. Internal um, politics, fuck, external yeah. shit. Holy shit. Dealing with the public image of a political party? Damn. It's a lot, dude. I don't even know. But uh, 
We're gonna we're gonna take some time. We're gonna recalibrate. We're Is gonna reorganize. No, they're not calling me. Okay. It could be my pizza. That'd be a nice way to end this. Yeah, right. So, pizza's here. Yeah, pizza's here. Okay. We're, yeah, we got we got good stuff coming. Yeah, it's we're confident. We like where where this is going. Yeah, uh, and uh, we I don't know. We just want to wish everybody a good COVID. Yeah, it's, good COVID. Good yeah, COVID to don't you all. die, people. Survive, survive. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever yeah. else. All of, you know, all that good shit. Uh, we'll catch you in 2021 with some more content. Thanks for hanging out with Thanks us. Thanks for hanging out. See ya. See ya. So this is the new